0: Joining us now, a very busy man who's had a big couple of months. And uh he's now back in Perth though, which I'm sure he feels good about. Star with the Perth Wildcats, Luke Travers. Uh, Luke, you have been busy. So we appreciate uh grabbing, stealing a bit of time from you to Sabo.
1: Uh, thanks for having me. Appreciate
0: it. Uh so we'll go through everything, but let's let's start with the boomers, because this is the the closest or the most recent games that you've played. And I've read all the media that you've done and uh, there's a bunch of young guys that have been ro- sort of rotating through this boomer squad. For you, you weren't able to play in the earlier window, so uh, was it a no-brainer for you given the fact that this included a trip to Bahrain, then straight back to Bendigo two nights two nights later? It was a pretty quick uh, window you guys had.
1: Uh, yeah, I think um yeah, any chance you can get to play with the boomers is obviously um, not every kid gets to experience it um, first of all, but Um, Yeah, obviously, a little bit busy with the first window. Um, But yeah, I managed to get the opportunity now. And um, yeah, just tried to make the most of it and just tried to buy into the culture, obviously. It's been such well-known lately as well. Um, So to finally get to be a part of it was pretty cool.
0: What does that look like for you? So some of these guys and and yeah, Mitch McCarran, for instance, one of the leaders, but there's a number of guys that played in a bunch of these games here or have played for the Boomers before. So there's some familiarity for you with Mike Kelly and uh, Norton Blanchfield these guys but what do they actually tell you when you come into camp and it's like all right you got a few days uh, how do you prepare for that is it difficult
1: uh no at the end of the day it's just basketball um it's something that we've all done for a long time um I mean it's a pretty similar system to what we've been doing lately as well so um just try to yeah obviously pick your picked the brains of all those guys as well at the same time. But I think it was a very, very easy and smooth transition just because I've had, you know, Mike Kelly and stuff like that around lately as well um, with the Wildcats and stuff like that. So but I think it's just more um, just trying to learn from, like, Mr. McCarron, I've never played with him. Obviously, he's, yeah, he's unbelievable on the court as well. Um, and then just all those guys as well. So it was a good um, week to just learn, but also um, experience that sort of, exposure as well
0: uh, so did you put your hand up so I, I spent some time with dj last week and he said that gorge rang him at the absolute crack of dawn on a sunday morning while he was trying to get a sleep in what who reached out to you originally or did you just put your hand up in the earlier windows and said if i'm here later uh, i would love to be a part of it
1: yeah so mike kelly uh gave me a call when i was still in i think I was somewhere like like minnesota or something just done a workout or something like that. Um, so that was early on, just uh, asking what's the sort of plan, whether I'll be playing summer league and stuff like that, and if I'll be available for that first window. Um, and then obviously I said I was sticking my name in the draft um, so I wouldn't be available. But then when I got home and from everything, um, Jason Smith messaged me just said um, if I was um, yeah, keen on doing it. Um, and then from then on, just little conversations with Mike Kelly as well. Um, and then obviously... Turned into, yeah, playing for them, which is cool.
0: So these two games, uh, it was Friday morning, 2 a.m. here in Melbourne, for me yeah. anyway, and then it's it's Monday night, 6.30. So uh, not only do you have to travel, and I had to look this up, so you can tell me where you guys went, but I believe it's a 13-hour flight from Bahrain to Melbourne. Does that sound right? Is it direct?
1: Yeah. No, so we went Bahrain to Dubai, which is about an hour, um, yeah. and then from Dubai to Melbourne, which I think it was yeah around thirteen hours. So uh, it was a pretty lengthy one, but um, yeah, lucky enough got to go business class and stuff like that, and lay the, the seats
0: out and get a good sleep. Yeah, well, so you guys should. By the way, yes, <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think it's fair to have you at the back. Uh, so, what do you actually yeah. do to keep yourself uh, try and keep your body as fresh as you possibly can? Like, what what is actually the the process? And not only that, trying to figure out when you should sleep, uh, how you get yourself so quickly back into onto Australian time, I guess.
1: Yeah, obviously, that was, uh, it was a tough process for me. Um, but I think it was just more about sort of staying awake at certain times to keep yourself sort of tired, just so it's a little bit easier to go to sleep and stuff like that. But I remember the first night we got back, got to bed real easy, but um, woke up very early, um, wide <laughs> awake and stuff like that. So it's definitely a hard transition, but... I think the physio team and stuff like that and all the medical staff was um, unbelievable with just sort of giving us times to um, go to sleep on that trip back um, and then also when to stay awake and stuff like that. So, yeah, they made it a lot easier for sure.
0: Um, Just big picture. So I remember back before the the first games in Melbourne, um, Gorge Gorge is always passionate. So you always have to listen to what he's saying, but he said that he's told everyone that there's positions on the line uh, then I was talking to Mike Kelly the other day. He said, I, I didn't say that, but I think everyone's aware. Uh, do you even spend any time looking at it big picture? I mean, I just look at the team now and people will ask and say, well, who do you think is going to make the World Cup squad? And it's, it's an impossible task because there's so many guys. Uh, do you, when you play in these games, do you think about it at all about what it means if you perform what it could mean moving forward?
1: I mean, no, not really. Like, I honestly, it didn't really even cross my mind. Um, obviously, I'm going out there to, you know, play my best and stuff like that. I'll let the results take care of itself. But, um, yeah, it didn't really cross my mind at all. But would definitely be, uh, obviously, a dream come true as well. Like, obviously, qualifiers and representing the, the boomers and stuff like that, it's a, it's a dream come true. But to, um, yeah, go to Olympics or a World Cup, is um, it's a next level. So it will be cool for that as well. But, yeah, didn't really think about it.
0: Uh, how is your body feeling, by the way? We'll get into the off-season stuff now, but as I said, uh, you haven't really stopped since, uh, since the NBL finished. How are you feeling?
1: Uh, not too bad. Um, I had a few like bumps and niggles and stuff like that over in uh, America just with some, some knee tendonitis and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, obviously being able to chill out a little bit, I had that two weeks um, at home that I just sort of was able to take – take off um and then yeah focus on my body for a bit but um yeah still only 20 so still a little bit young and, and fresh <laughs> and stuff like that so that definitely helps
0: uh eight teams is that right did i read that correctly it was eight nba teams you worked out with or what what was that number there
1: roughly i believe it was eight i think so i think you got it right
0: there so when you're flying over to the us and you understand this is something you've wanted to have the opportunity to do for a long time, uh, doing a lot of talking about flights on this podcast so far but when you're on that (laughs) flight going over there what's going through your mind do you feel in pressure are you feeling nervous is it excitement
1: um definitely a lot of nerves just because it was so much unknown um I had yeah obviously having Daniel Maldeman as my agent definitely helps but um he can only tell you so much and um obviously experiencing it's a whole nother ball game so yeah, haven't didn't really know what to expect. Um, but then obviously when you get, start getting into things and you start experiencing those like first couple of workouts and stuff like that, definitely makes it easier. Um, and you definitely get more settled as well. So, but yeah, going over there was super nervous. Um, but just, to, yeah, also excited to, to meet some new people as well.
0: Uh, so if we just keep it specific to the cabs, so when you think about it now, what, it, what stands out, what, what, did it consist of, in terms of what the Cavs are putting you through, what uh, who you spoke to, meetings, all those types of things? What what do you what sort of stands out?
1: Uh, I think they said uh, versatility, and I think that's something that I've uh, yeah managed to show a little bit lately. Um, even going back to last year, playing a lot of point guard, um, coming off the bench at point guard for Mitch Norton and stuff like that, and then boomers uh, playing a little bit of the point guard but also a lot of the off the ball as well and then obviously summer league was um a lot off the ball as well so i think versatility was the big thing they spoke about obviously they start like three seven footers as well um super young team as well so uh, i think that's sort of where um yeah they were looking towards me as well and hopefully i can uh yeah show that off in the future
0: so what else when players and i've heard some interesting stories over the years, but what are they asking you though? As some of it's basketball related, obviously some of it's not basketball related, but is that intimidating? Uh, and and who who are you, like, what's the situation? Like, who are you sitting down with in terms of having those conversations with with Cleveland pre-draft?
1: Uh, a lot of it was just sort of the uh, assistant coaches and stuff like that. Obviously, um, J.P. bigger stuff was in the building and stuff like that and watching, which was, um, yeah, a little bit daunting as well. But those conversations with the assistants were just sort of a future plan and stuff like that, giving me some feedback on things to work on um, and stuff like that. And then, yeah, obviously uh, they draft you for a reason. So if you do all those right things, um, yeah, hopefully get into some sort of rotation or some sort of contract in the future.
0: Did you walk away with any sense of any positivity from any, any of the workouts?
1: Uh, Yeah, for sure. Um, I think, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, they're looking for versatility. Um, still only 20. So I think there's a long time to, yeah, obviously work on things and stuff like that and get better at those certain things that they want me to work on. So um, it was all positive. Um, the whole coaching stuff's super nice and stuff like that. So I'm um, definitely looking forward to it all, sure.
0: Uh, so I listened to everything you said post-draft uh, once it all did happen. Uh, how do you look back on the day now is it is it a little bit clearer in terms of how you woke up did you sleep at all the night before were you nervous were you just watching every single pick uh how did it all play out Oh uh, yeah i can't say
1: enough about that day it was obviously a pretty cool experience um but i think yeah i woke up to a massive video and stuff like that that the wildcats have put together of all those <laughs> ex-wildcats players and family and friends and all that stuff saying good luck so that was a super cool experience. And then obviously that day was, um, yeah, obviously a little bit nerve wracking and stuff like that. But um yeah, can't say enough about that day. It was uh, yeah, whole drink, I'm true and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool.
0: Uh, now this is interesting because I think of someone like Hugo Besson and, and I'm sitting at home and I'm watching on the couch and the camera pans to him quite a few times through the night. And then I'm just watching at home thinking, geez, I yeah. really hope he gets picked because you know, this is such a huge day for you guys and not often, yeah, really late in the second round, the guys are in the building. So was there ever any thought to to go there?
1: Uh not uh, maybe a little bit. Um there's always that little bit of doubt or um hopefulness that your your name's gonna get picked up. But um yeah, I think in the end of the day, uh I had some sort of confidence going into it a little bit. I know that their workouts went well and um, speaking of my agent and stuff like that he knew there was interest as well um but yeah going into it obviously you roll the 50s roll around he started um started to get a little bit more nervous and stuff like that but yeah it happened and it was pretty cool uh, how
0: many how many texts how many texts are you sending daniel during the draft uh every 30 seconds <laughs>
1: <laughs> no it actually wasn't too bad but I'm not most. Oh, I'm not much of a, yeah, vocal person and stuff like that. But I was yeah. still messaging him at least twice during that draft as well. So, um, a little bit more than he expected.
0: Uh, last one on the draft. So who's the who's the first call you get from the Cavs? Uh, and are you able to speak in this conversation? How does how does this phone call go? Uh,
1: yeah, it was one of the assistants. Um, I'm not too sure who it was. I can't remember. I to this day. But um yeah yeah it was just uh pretty much just a little plan of when to go out there and stuff like that and get ready for summer league and stuff like that, which yeah it was pretty cool to get out there a little bit earlier than everyone um and just sort of yeah get some workouts in and sort of experience the facilities and stuff like that which was unreal as well. So um definitely a cool experience.
0: Uh, what did you walk away from in summer league? We obviously saw you and you had some really good moments. Um, throughout but summer league is also challenging and there's a bunch of guys out there that haven't yet got a contract they're fighting for that contract Um, there's guys like yourself who are getting your first real taste of of that type of situation what did you take away from it
1: uh yes yeah, obviously um a whirlwind of our, um emotions and stuff like that you're just trying to soak it all in at the same time but also adapt to a whole new brand of basketball as well so it definitely took me some time um, and obviously being a little bit more healthy as well would have been helpful, but um, but also just gives you a little bit more um, excitement for hopefully playing for the Cleveland Summer League as well this next year as well.
0: Uh, when you leave there and you come out here, so obviously everyone's excited to see you play with the Wildcats this year, but uh, are the Cavs hands-on in any way? What, did the, what was the parting message from the Cavs? Do they stay in contact sometimes? players in your situation it can be it can be different
1: yeah no they've been um watching my boomers games and stuff like that and flicking me some texts here and there and stuff and um i think they've got some some plans to come out to australia as well um in yeah sometime recent um or coming up i think um is what they said but um yeah to even have that just sort of um contact with them um knowing that they're watching my games and stuff like that is definitely I want to say positive for sure um, and definitely going into the future is something to to look forward to.
0: Uh, just following social media, so throughout this uh, period, pre-draft, post-draft, so Josh Kitty, Dyson Daniels, I believe, if I've got this right, you three spend a lot of time uh, working out together or, or, or around each other, um, all in kind of similar positions in terms of those two, you know, uh, sort of their, their draft picks and now you've uh, sort of joined that group there what's the relationship between you three and do you lean on them for advice do you ask them uh, about stuff
1: um i didn't spend too much time with josh um but i saw him around summer league and stuff like yeah. that and he was in la for a bit um but yeah lived with dyson um so another yeah super humble australian as well and he's doing doing a lot of good things as well so to yeah i just want to say we uh, lent on each other a bit throughout that little um time in la as well so um but yeah always a phone call away them too um so it's definitely a good thing to have um but yeah it was a lot of fun out there as well
0: uh, So you've been in the nbl for a number of years now it feels like yeah uh what did you take away whether it was conversations that you had or just even that that summer league experience, forget the outside shop because everyone that's everyone will say that. Uh what did you find that you needed to improve or what did you find that you can work on or expect uh from this season?
1: Yeah, obviously, like you said, the outside shot I and mean, that's something that I've been working on a lot and it's come a lot better as well. But I wanna say that my body is definitely a big one. Obviously I want to put on a little bit of muscle, but Don't want to lose my speed and my um, vertical and stuff like that. So, um, definitely just to get a little bit stronger. Um, And then, obviously, probably ball handling as well. Um, I think that'll go a long way to be able to play a bit of point guard. And then if I put on a little bit more muscle to, you know, play the four spot as well, a little bit more as well. So, um, yeah, I'd say those two are, yeah, a massive
0: focus for me right now as well. I know positions are so fluid, but what... Who do you think you are in terms of positionally or role? What do you see?
1: Yeah, it's a very good question. I still haven't really figured it out myself, but um, I think it's just basketball. It's just how it is right now. Uh, It's definitely positionless. So any position one through four, even if I have to play the five a little bit as well, is um, definitely something I enjoy, just being able to do a little bit of everything. Um, I think that's just been a big thing for me growing up is um, I never wanted to have a weak spot in my game. Um, and it's just how it's always been for growing up. I obviously don't have too many, you know, strengths, like massive strengths and stuff like, like some other players do, but I want to say there's not too many weaknesses as well. So I think that's just something that I've always wanted to do and always how I've modeled
0: my game as well. Uh, you mentioned the size. And again, this is Mike Kelly said the other day He's seen you living in the gym. He says you seem to love the gym more than you ever have before. Uh, where are you at now? Is it is it weight? Do you have a Where are you at now, weight wise? And is there a goal that you want to get to, or it's more about, uh, I guess, trimming down, toning up, whatever you want to uh, call it.
1: Yeah, so I think I'm about ninety seven kilos right now, but which has still come a long way since I started. I think I started my maybe three years ago, at like 89, eighty nine, ninety. Um, so, obviously, put on a bit of weight as well. Um, and then, yeah, like you said, I don't want to lose my strength. and I mean, my speed and jumping ability and stuff like that. So, maybe maybe around the 100 um, kilogram mark. Um, but obviously, don't want to get too too big and stuff like that. So, maybe tone down a little bit as well.
0: Um, what about your role this year with the Wildcats? So, I, I think we've seen over the years that whether you're necessarily a starter or not, maybe doesn't mean all that much. In, in the big picture, particularly if you're playing in the fourth quarter like you have, uh, does it mean something to you? Do you expect to start? Do you want to start this year?
1: Yeah, to be honest, I'm not really fussed. And I think that's the the sort of culture that we've brought in. Um, it's just you're not really phased about that. It's whether you're on, on the court at the fourth quarter and stuff like that. And that's always been, I think, for me as well. Um, but no matter what my role is, I'm just going to come on and you know bring the energy and stuff like that and do the, the little things as well. Um, whether it's yeah, me or Toddy or whoever else, um, I think it, everyone's on the same sort of page that we're just going to yeah, do all the little things and um, outwork the opponent as
0: well. You're one of the rare players in the Wildcats that has played three seasons, had three different coaches. Uh, what's uh, John really like? What's the early, early contact there? Because certainly from afar, it looks like he's wasted uh, little time getting to work.
1: Yeah, like I can't say enough about all three of the coaches. Um, obviously, helped me a lot along the way. But um, yeah, Jr. seems um, yeah very good. I want to say that uh, from from the start. So uh, and the way that he wants to play is definitely going to suit my game as well as everyone else's as well. Um, but yeah, super versatile, switching and stuff like that, and playing out in transition, which is I think where I'm at my best as well. So yeah, I want to say my game is going to suit the way he wants to play as well. Um, And I'm definitely looking forward to this year for sure.
0: Six blocks the other night in Bendigo was pretty... And by the way, six blocks in 16 minutes, I think it was. So I don't know what that works out to be per 36. You're probably breaking some sort of world record. (laughs) When you're blocking shots, so is it all instinctual for you? Is there something that you're looking at? Uh, Obviously, there's, there's clearly some technique there but it happens so quickly and it seems that's something that you've been uh, always so good at.
1: Yeah. I think it just comes down to um, you got to sort of want it. Um, You got to play hard and stuff like that, obviously. Um, But yeah, obviously there's a little bit of technique and stuff like that and timing. I want to say it's a big thing as well, but I think for me it's being able to stay in front of like little guards as well. And then obviously they try and shoot over you or shoot quickly and stuff like that, but able to, yeah, use that sort of technique and jumping ability and stuff like that to, to get my hand on a few as well. Um, but then also just coming over on help side and stuff like that. And, and it's definitely something that I enjoy doing as well. So I think that's the, the big thing you've got to enjoy um, to do those sort of things. And I think when you get a block or a steal and you're off in transition is where um, yeah, you get your energy and it becomes a lot of fun as well.
0: I just got a couple more for you. So I was reading just before this, there was a little short story on on the BA website and you were mentioning that the last few months has been a dream for you. Uh, Another little snippet from Mike Kelly. He said maybe at times he thought that you did feel pressure last year with everything that was around you, all the attention that was on you. So where are you at now? Because the spotlight is still going to be on you. There's expectations, all these types of things. So where are you at in between feeling pressured to perform or and your own expectations are probably higher than anyone's or or just living the dream in your own words
1: yeah i think now that it's all sort of it's happened but um obviously there's still a lot of work to do and stuff like that to get to the nba but i was so focused on um just playing well without actually doing it if that makes sense um just sort of going out there and just wanting to play well rather than you know putting the work in and stuff like that and so focused on that to, to get drafted and stuff like that. But this year, obviously, it's happened and stuff like that. And I've experienced the boomers, been to league and stuff like that. And now it's just sort of a um, a bit of a relief as well um, that that's all over as well. And then just to go out there and just enjoy it, I think, is the the big thing I sort of missed out on last year. Um, so uh, this year's, yeah, it's going to be a fun year, I think, for sure. And JR's super just lets you go out and play and stuff like that. So I'm definitely looking forward to that side of things as well. And um, yeah, the te- my teammates as well this year is um, the same sort of thing. Just go out there and do your thing and um, the results will take care of itself. So it's going to be a fun year. Uh,
0: how does the playing tournament sit with you? Uh, do you ex- you excited for that? I mean, it's, it's shaping up again on paper. It looks like almost every team will probably answer the season feeling like they're a chance.
1: Yeah, I think that's just brings a whole other side of um, competitiveness and stuff like that. Obviously, you, you want to make that top two or top four, whatever it is. Um, but, yeah, it gives those those outside teams a chance um, and it definitely makes it a, a lot more fun, just those first couple of playing games to solidify a spot as well. So it definitely makes it a lot more funner. Um, and I'm looking forward to how it all pans out and stuff like that. So it will be cool.
0: Uh, it's going to be fun to watch you play this year and uh, the blitz is only a couple of weeks away and then we'll get started so we're looking forward to that uh congratulations for everything it's been fun uh watching from thank afar you. last year and where you are now it's, it's exciting to see where you're at
1: thank you appreciate you having me